guys. Welcome to Not Another Anxiety Show. I'm your host, Kelly Walker, and joining me today for the third time, I believe, is guest Dr. Amy Johnson. Hey, Amy. Hi, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for hopping on. If it's okay with you, I'm just going to take a minute to uh, tell our listeners a little bit more about you in case they haven't heard the previous awesome episodes that you've been in. (laughs) Okay. So... Dr. Amy Johnson is a psychologist, coach, and author of Being Human and The Little Book of Big Change, The No Willpower Approach to Breaking Any Habit. Amy has been a regularly featured expert on The Steve Harvey Show and Oprah.com, as well as in The Wall Street Journal and Self Magazine. She works with clients worldwide to help them find freedom from anxiety, worry, and unwanted habits. Learn more at dramyjohnson.com. And you also have um, The Little School of Big Change, too, right? I do. Yeah. It's an online school to see more about all of this. Cool. When's the uh, next um, enrollment? The next public enrollment is in October. Okay. October 2017. Okay, great. So, you know, not too far off. No. Um, So I wanted to talk a little bit about a concept today that has been coming up in a few uh, coaching uh, sessions. And that is this idea that our mind and brain are actually not quite the same thing. And I remember first being introduced to this when I read uh, Dr. Jeffrey Schwartz's book, You Are Not Your Brain. And, um, you know, he he doesn't go too much into the difference of of the mind and brain, but it was the first time uh, that I felt a little bit of interest and this idea that they were two separate entities. You know, it, it really resonated with me, but it's still something... I have a little trouble understanding and explaining, and I know you've explored it and written about it, and it's a big part of your work. So if you had to dumb it down for us, how would you explain the difference of mind and brain? Yeah, so, I mean, I don't, let me just start by saying, I don't, obviously, I I don't know. I mean, to me, they're two very different things, because one is a physical organ and one isn't. Like yeah. one you could literally touch and and play with. And okay, with. <laughs> it's all squishy. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So I mean, the, you know, they they seem very different to me. And and bigger than that, and more helpful, I think, is the fact that you know our brain. If you believe they're the same thing, to me anyway, and this is probably different for everyone. So just everyone, just kind of see what feels right for you. But to me, the whole point of this conversation is kind of like, well, why do we even care what the difference is, you know? And, mm-hmm. and it, it's, it's helpful for me because it, it's like, okay, if they're not the same thing, that means I don't have to worry about my brain so much. Because yeah. I think there's a huge problem right now with, it's not a problem, but it just, it just points people in a wrong direction. It's not helpful with people getting so savvy about brain science, which is awesome. But then thinking like, okay, well, I need to change my brain. I need to rewire my brain. Like, okay, I'm going to redo something in my brain. You know, I don't, I don't know how people do that, but I see people working really, really hard to try to do something to change their brain. And, or, or thinking, oh, well, I've been diagnosed with this or my brain chemistry shows that or this is my habit. These are where my neural pathways go, whatever, and feeling like a victim to that. And I don't see that at all. So to me, that's where it's really helpful to see, huh, maybe there's a different, maybe you're not locked into what your brain is doing because suddenly it opens this door and there's so much freedom where it can look like there isn't if you think you're just a walking brain. Yeah, and so... 
it sounds like it's kind of easy for us if we think our if we think we are our brain to kind of um, lose sight that there's something bigger. Is that how you would describe mind? Like it's just something bigger, more encompassing? Is it like a spiritual thing? How do you, how do you interpret it? Or what's like, um, how, how would you kind of explain what mind is? Yeah. I mean, to me, it's, um, way bigger. It's not even on the same, it's not even really in the same conversation as brain in, in some ways, because it, it is to me, it is spiritual. It is, um, it is invisible. It is formless. It's like, it's our ability to have experience in life. You know, like we have experience through thought, through feeling, but those aren't things we can touch. It's the way I kind of see it is this energy kind of moves through us and, and it goes through this physical brain that we have. And if our brain is all caught up in a bad mood, let's say, well, (laughs) you know, yeah. Like when that happens, (laughs) yeah. Like when that energy moves through, okay. So what comes out from what we might call mind is going to be a lot of negative stuff. (laughs) Things go, you know, life's going to look pretty, pretty dire and hopeless when you're in a bad mood. That's just how everybody operates. When you're in a great mood, life looks really hopeful and everything, everyone looks nice, you know, but that's not our brain making that happen. And that's not just the energy making that happen. It's sort of like there, there's an interplay there. There's a combination of those two things. So yeah, I think the the mind piece is far bigger. And, and it is like that energy and that bigger kind of ability to have some kind of actual experience in life. Yeah. And do you remember any moments um, or specific moments where you had that inkling, like, maybe I am more than my brain? Was there a specific experience or realization or anything like that, that kind of clicked with you? And just, you know, it all made sense, like, oh, I I am more than just my brain, or there is something bigger here. Do you remember, like, when you first started seeing that? Um, Yeah, I mean, I had a lot of those, I think. And I I don't even know that they were always... um, kind of like a, like a personal thing in my life that showed up, but it was just more like, as I, as I just kind of started to see into this idea that we are more than a brain, uh, really what started happening is things just kind of started falling away. Things that if we are our brains shouldn't have fallen away. So, so an example uh, of that, do you have, do you have like an example? I see it with people with habits. I mean, all the time, like they, like I've been doing this for X number of years. I've been hoarding for 30 years. Let's say someone says, and I've had anxiety for, you know, 15 years or for exactly for 20, 30 years. And so you wake up in the morning and you have a machine in your head that's been doing something for 20 or 30 years. It goes there. But, but when people start to see how that works, like, oh, I wake up, the anxiety tape sometimes starts playing. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the machinery. That's not me. You're the one who sometimes gets totally caught up in that and other times just sort of brushes it away and other times is somewhere in the middle. Like that's who we are and that's what's possible. But when we just look at what shows up and we think, oh, this is my brain and this is what it does, we're just kind of kind of paint ourselves into a corner for no good reason, you know? So 
So, yeah, I mean, I think I see it all the time in clients, especially when when things that sort of, quote unquote, shouldn't just fall away do because they have an insight and insight is so much bigger than a physical organ. You know, an insight is just really seeing something different. And then even a physical organ that's totally in a habit of doing something that can change in an instant. Yeah. And that's I mean that's really liberating. It's, it, it really is. And I know sometimes those, I mean, we can call those insights different things. You know, it's sometimes like epiphanies, insights, whatever, um, however big or small. It's like those, I know for me, always, always made such a bigger shift. Like there's a really big difference between, I can't tell you how many times I read, um, or heard you, uh, like thoughts aren't facts, or like you are not your thoughts or whatever. And I must have heard it a 100 times. And it was on that intellectual level, it didn't really mean much to me. You know, it just it, I was Mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah, sure. It makes sense. Yeah, well, yeah, okay, I get it. But you know, the 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 but afterwards, but I'm still anxious, but I'm still stuck in this but and um, it was only in that kind of like, big mind state where where I saw it, where I really felt it. And it was, it was the same, literally the same statement, like, oh, thoughts aren't facts, but it had a completely different feel when it was coming from that kind of like big, vast open space. That's how I kind of think of, of mind a little bit. It's like a, just a bigger, more vast space. It's like getting out of, you know, kind of picking at the scab a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's, that's where everything good and, and impactful comes from. Yeah. You know, the words don't do anything. No, they t- I mean, we mm-hmm. hope that they will. <laughs> yeah. <It's- laughs> well, they can point to, you know, they can point towards something that can open up within us, but yeah. it's never, it, there, there, I don't think there's ever been a time when anyone has had a, a meaningful experience in life or really seen something, not even some huge life-changing epiphany, but really just seeing something that stuck with them. Like that, that's only insight. Like it, it's always coming from that bigger place, you know, because otherwise it's just letters and sounds put together. It has to be meaningful to us. And right. There's no, that's not a brain thing so much. It's like a, a mind thing, I think. Yeah. And it really, I know it's, I know if we kind of think about it too hard or if anybody thinks about it too hard, it's um, just like if we kind of stare at anything too hard, you know, the, the words start to warp and suddenly don't make sense. And um, I think, I think you had written or said something along the lines of, you don't identify with your stomach or your pancreas. You're not like, I, I am my stomach. I am my pancreas. I, yeah. you know, I am my lung, you know, and, um, and, and maybe that's kind of the same with the brain, even though it's, again, just based on kind of traditional understandings or old traditional psychology or whatever, it's tempting to kind of think that they're one and the same. But yeah, I think you had said once, you're like, I, I don't get mad at my stomach if it like grumbles or it feels a little funny. It doesn't feel personal because it's not me. It's just not me. Yeah. Yeah, It just, I just see it create so much stuckness and fear and confusion for people. Yeah. To identify with our brains. And obviously we do. I mean, it, it makes sense. We can see how we do, but it is really cool to just think it's just another physical organ. Yeah. And so thoughts, obviously they come from the brain. Right. I mean, we've kind of touched on that. So thoughts come from the brain, correct? Well, I'd say thoughts come through the brain. I don't through. think they come from the brain. I think through. they come through it. Yeah. Sure. So that's kind of, but you would put that in, in the role of the brain is to 
you know, to kind of process or at least put bring those thoughts to life. Like that's kind of the the role of of the brain. Uh, I don't I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know. I sure. you know I I see it in terms of like these bigger kind of kind of principles that are that are not the form that are not things like the brain. I mean, we have we have this physical system because we're we're physical beings, but. Yeah. You know, I, I see something that I, I call consciousness that kind of brings that that thought to life. So it's 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 energy. It is. It's more of a of a non-physical spiritual, if you like to call it that, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to feel spiritual, but kind of a, a non-physical energy that moves through us. And then and then our consciousness is like this huge light behind it that magnifies it and brings it to life within us. So I actually see I don't know. I mean just how I see it, but like that whole thing doesn't feel like it's like it's physical or of the form. That's kind of how we come to have an experience, you know, and, and that energy maybe kind of hits our brain. And again, when somebody's brain is, is sort of, you know, in a habit or in a mood or in some anxiety (laughs) or whatever, that, that might sort of shape and steer things, but that we're never locked into that because what comes from that is, is just impermanent, temporary, thought feeling stuff that starts to kind of dissolve and change and move away the second we even become aware of it. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, it's just kind of moving through, but, but in a sense, like who cares? Like I kind of think of like the waves on the ocean. Yeah. They're being formed and we can analyze them, but who cares? They're breaking up by the time we have a chance to even find one and analyze it. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. And so I think kind of understanding what you just said can help us. I think it's easy to kind of take our, our, (laughs) what our brains do (laughs) and, and our thoughts very, seriously and and personally like it's really some kind of reflection of who we are or how life is um and and get caught up in it so i i kind of think that you know description you just shared gives us a at least a little bit of freedom a little bit of freedom not to take what the brain is up to so seriously i mean i just can't even see it as serious or personal how yeah. can it be like what what even if it, even if you're really tied to this idea of the brain and it's my brain and it's me, I mean, you didn't create it. It was just there when you were born, you know, it isn't, it's a good point, I don't yeah. know. It's a good funny. Way to put it. thing. It's yeah. It's just, I think it's just part of being human, how we take everything. We make it all about us, us, us. And it, we look like the center of the universe in our own minds, you know, but it doesn't take much to, to be able to really just kind of get quiet and take a step back and see, wow, we're just part of nature. Like we, the stuff we experience is not personal. It's not, it's not ours. We don't put it there. It just shows up. I, you know, if someone feels shame or guilt or fear or whatever, they're not choosing that. So I don't get why we'd even get as caught up in that. I mean, of course it's brought to life in a very real emotional way and it feels like ours, but that's the thing about an understanding. As soon as you kind of have this bigger framework for how it works and, and see, no, it doesn't, it feels that way. It feels personal. It feels like it's tied to life events and all of this stuff, but that's just misunderstanding, you know, really isn't. It's just life moving through us. I mean, it's incredible what, how much freedom there is in that. Yeah. And it's, if, um, and I know this might kind of sound like a funny question, but what is, is mind like kind of a feeling for you? Like if, you know, those kind of insights or aha moments or just knowings, whatever it might be, like if you had to describe mind, what does it feel like compared to brain? 
because I'm, I'm sure people experience more of this mind state than, than they realize, or at least, you know, big mind and, and this something bigger, more vast. I'm sure people are probably more in touch with it than they realize. So if, I don't know, could, would you be able to kind of describe the two, what one might feel like compared to the other? Well, I think it's just really, really personal, but, but for me, it's, you know, it resonates what you said where there's, it's like, it's infinite and it's vast and it's, it's energy and it's formless and it's like full potential and, and everything's in that in mind. And brain is like one little physical (laughs) thing in the universe. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like picturing right now being up in space, looking down on, on planet earth and that's mind and brain is like an ant crawling around in New Hampshire. (laughs) (laughs) That's where I am. (laughs) Lots of ants right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's one. So brain is one physical manifestation of mind, but mind is huge. I mean, mind is, is the energy of all things. I uh, just, in the way I see it, you know, and then that energy takes form into physical things and, and those physical things are not permanent you know, brain is not permanent, like brain's going to atrophy. It's not, yep. it's, it changes all that's constantly changing, you know, so it's like seeing it's an impermanent form of something, something physical versus the huge energy that creates everything. So mine's kind of like you would describe it almost as just the all encompassing energy, and that can show up in lots of different ways. So that would be right brain, or it can show up in emotions, or it can show up in ants, or it can show up in a tree, or, you know, whatever. It takes form in everything that ever takes form. Yeah, it can show up exactly in any kind of form. And they're all impermanent. So we get really caught up in the form because we're made of form too. And we're walking around and we like to look at things in front of us. (laughs) And the form is visible, obviously. So we look there, you know, but, um, but yeah, it's like, it's all, it's all, temporary. Yeah. So it, I guess it can be a little harder to look toward, toward mine because it's that invisible space. Yeah. There's nowhere to look. You have to yeah. get a feel for it. You have to feel it. Yeah. yeah. How, and for you, what's that? So that feel is just like a vastness. Is there like a peace or just a kind of settledness or? I mean, there's all of that. I don't, I don't know. It's a, I know it's it's a funny thing trying to make, yeah. (laughs) And it it changes moment to moment because our thinking changes moment to moment. You know, it's not like there's definitely, it's not chaos. It's not suffering. I mean, so it definitely has like that, that peace and that feeling of home. But, you know, I I think an actual person's experience of it is always changing because we really just, we don't experience it directly. We can only, because we're human beings, we can only experience it through our thinking. That's kind of being filtered through our brain in the moment, you know? So, so experiences kind of vary. So no wonder we kind of fuse them together because <laughs> being, being yeah. human, you know, no wonder there's that, that we all kind of fall for that or, or maybe don't see that till um, it's pointed out to us or, or relayed to us that it could just very well be that way. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, thank you so much for, for hopping on the show and, and helping kind of explain. It, it's a really abstract concept, but one that, um, kind of like you said a few minutes ago, it, it can be really liberating and it can be really freeing. Um, and it can help us know where to look. You know, it's all sorts of suffering can be a really big smokescreen, like anxiety or bad habits or depression. And it's really easy to kind of 
look in the wrong direction and and put our energies, use them in kind of like a counterproductive way. So I know it's a bit of a abstract concept, this this idea that like, hey, you're not your brain, you are you are so much more. You are part of so much more. It's a little yeah. weird, if, especially if we're hearing it for the first time. But again, I think it can be pretty invaluable. Well, I think for everyone listening to like, I don't know anything about this. I mean, I'm not speaking facts here. Like there's, there's no, you know, it's, I don't know. It's just, and I don't know anyone who really does. So, so you just kind of don't think about this kind of stuff. It'll, it's, it's just an endless loop of thinking, but you just see if there's something, something that just kind of felt more vast and less victimy and less locked in, you don't have to analyze even what that is or what you heard or anything. It's like, you know, yeah, for each of us to just kind of, just kind of see what feels right to us and know that we're never going to find like the right answer. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's helpful. And and I know for me, it looks pretty simplistic sometimes. Like if my mind is in um, just rut mode, I it, it's hard to see. It feels like kind of like a Roomba just hitting against the same spot over and over and over. And, and I know for me, like when I'm in that vast place, it's like suddenly things become really obvious to the point of like, oh, duh, common sense. You know, it's, it's like things just kind of come to me, I guess. It's not like I think them or I solve them or it's like when I, when that shift, when that mood shifts, that like honed in, oh no, it's the end of the world. Everything's falling to pieces. How is this going to be okay? I know for me, like being in that very kind of focused, honed in state, um, it just, just, just caught in it. It's, it's really hard to have access to that, to that vast place. But as everything, it kind of shifts. And I know for me, like that openness, that vastness, things just tend to um, make more sense or, you know, just access to so many more options and, and so many, like a bigger, deeper perspective. And I just, if that helps anybody, that's kind of what it just looks like for me. <laughs> yeah. No, and I think that's universal. I mean, I think that's just how our mind works when, when we're caught up in thought and we feel really like everything's very narrow and we just can't, everything looks hard and confusing. And then when all that thinking settles down, we kind of just feel more into the vastness. And it's a, it's a beautiful, like just really nice, simple way of seeing it. And, and it's important, I think, to see that that is like exactly how you described it. You know, our experience is all different moment to moment, but there's a real universal kind of simplicity in what you just said. And that's super helpful for people to see because it's either like, okay, I'm either just in life and things are okay and clicking and making sense, or I'm in my head and they aren't. And it's not like this perfect black and white dichotomy, but no, you, can't go by it. you really can. I mean, the more you're suffering and the harder life looks, the more you're in your head, the more you're just kind of in the intellect brain kind of stuff, you know, and yeah. the better you feel and the more easily things are going, the more you're seeing the big picture of life. And, and we're always floating, you know, back and forth along that spectrum. We don't need to manage it. It happens on its own. So it's kind of cool to just be able to, you know, just, just go with it. And when you're not there and everything looks hard, that's all right. It'll change. And when you're happy and everything looks wonderful, that's all right. It'll change. <laughs> and I know, I think that's so helpful because often like, um, I know when I first was getting into this understanding and I would almost try too hard to get back to the mind. And of course what happens, it's like struggling against quicksand. I'm just sinking yeah. deeper and deeper. And I think what you said right there is, um, 
like when you're in it, that's okay too. You know, for a while, like I, that took me a while to see like, that's okay too, because it's just the nature of things that will move, that will pass. There will be access to the vastness and seeing things more clearly. Um, but that I think helps to understand. So we don't end up struggling against the experience. Cause I remember trying so hard to be like, well, if, you know, if life is created through thought, you know, if, if, you know, I'm only ever feeling my thinking, then I should feel fine since I know that I should be immune to suffering, immune to, you know, getting caught up or immune to fear or immune to sadness or grief or whatever, and was totally missing the point. You know, it just took, took a little bit of feeling for it that like, no, the, the one step deeper is like saying, I'm there and that's okay. It's, it's all yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Cool. Well, thanks so much for hopping on the show, Amy. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for having me back. I love it. Cool. Um, and if people want to find more of you, like I'm sure they will, www.dramyjohnson.com. That's our episode. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and take a minute to write a review on iTunes so that we can reach and support more people. If you're looking for more resources like one-on-one coaching courses or have a question you'd like answered on the show, please visit notanotheranxietyshow.com. You can also get a free ebook there by subscribing to my newsletter. And until next time, remember, be kind to yourself. Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon.